You're listening to. Hey guys, welcome back to First of All, a real unfiltered conversation on career, family, relationships, and culture. I'm your host, Mindy Chang. I'm an actor, producer, and entrepreneur here to share inspiring stories and to walk through everyday life with you. Hope you guys are doing well, staying safe, and staying sane. I know it's a lot to ask for right now, but I am with you, and I'm wishing that for you because I'm wishing that for me as well. But in any case, I'm hoping that this week's episode of First of All can be a nice little break from all the madness and you can learn something new and get exposed to the light that is my guest this week. I'm really excited to have Dino Ray Ramos on First of All. He is somebody that I have admired and respected and looked up to, honestly, in a lot of ways, doing the work that I have been doing, um, advancing Asian American representation in media for the last 12 years. And that's how he and I connected. And, um, yeah, it's just been, it's been honestly really crazy to just watch him grow in his career and see the work that he does as a journalist. So Dino uh, worked at Deadline Hollywood as an editor and a contributing writer. He was also the uh, creator, co-host, and producer of the GLAAD Media Award-winning New Hollywood podcast, uh, where he has interviewed and covered so many important projects Um and storytellers and artists that honestly may never have seen the light of day in any mainstream format if he did not go out and make it his intentional point to do that work and find them and cover them and feature them um, and give them credit and shine. So it's just really, really wild to me um, along this journey that I've been on to learn about how this machine works and all of the different ways that we work within it and how we disrupt it. And I think Dino has been doing both as a journalist. Um, and he's been a journalist for multiple decades at this point and still have, has been so committed to this larger vision of championing, championing underrepresented marginalized voices. So it's just really incredible to learn about him and his work and to know where it comes from and the role that all of us play in the larger scheme, even us civilians, us consumers. Um, because I think what we we learn continuously about media and technology and all of that is the importance of seeing ourselves reflected back and how much we don't. And if we don't, what we can do to demand it and um, to also appreciate the work of people who make it their job to make sure that the world reflects the world that we live in back to us. Because... I think we're just in this really, I think, amazing time where we're recognizing the power of representation, the power of authentic voices, and, you know, the damage that has been done by excluding those voices. And so, yeah, just really excited. And I'm really excited to support Dino because he has a new venture. He launched the alternative Hollywood trade called Diaspora, and it spotlights people of color, LGBTQ people, women, disabled people, and other underrepresented voices in film, TV, and media. Back in May 2021, this is his new full-time thing. And um, I'm just throwing my support behind him because, again, we have all, whether you know it or not, have benefited off of the work that Dino has done you know, without recognition, without fanfare, as a journalist, um, just making sure that our voices are heard, that they're counted, that they matter, that they're done with care, that they're done correctly as possible, and uh, that they're 
supported through resources and publicity and all of that. Um, it's just really, really important work. And I, I love to share that that story with all of you guys. So without further ado, I hope that you enjoy this episode with Dino Ray Ramos spilling tea on diversity in Hollywood. Came in 88 with a dream oh so bright-eyed. They knew right away, sink or swim, there's no lifelines. Cutting the teeth on the move, nobody's feeling Welcome, Dino Ray Ramos, to First of all, I'm, I just want to say off the top that I'm so happy we're finally making this happen. Yes! grateful because I know how busy you are and how much you're out there running Hollywood, and so it's a big deal for you to make time. It's a f- no, that's all fake news. I'm not doing anything. I'm just like in my apartment Lies. doing that thing i think it's just because we do like because i because like i i I like boots on the ground stuff and i know that we do a lot of stuff behind our computers especially in the past year and a half or so but Mm -hmm. it's like when you're just in front of your computer it feels like you're not doing much but i guess you are you know what i mean truth truth well you've been doing a lot of important work the impact i'll say because i love being your hype woman the (laughs) impact of your work why we are here today is to celebrate that and to spill the tea on that a little bit mm-hmm. because the work that you do from from as long as I've known you, which has been several years, I don't I don't actually know the exact number of years I've known you now. Yeah. But, um, but we've been in this space, and you've been, you've been you and I have been in LA for the exact same amount of time. Yeah, for seven we moved years. here around the same time. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it is really important. It is incredibly Thank impactful. Mm-hmm. It is um, a voice that's necessary, and so I just want to like, how would you? summarize not even summarize like how would you introduce yourself of the work that you've done because i already do that in the sound bites of like you work yeah. at deadline and da, da, da. how would you mm. explain it um you know it's it, it's interesting it's like i've been a journalist for almost two decades um and i started off as a more of a fashion journalist uh, and also i started off when internet like online publications started to be a thing Okay. Like it, it, so people were either confused or didn't believe in it, or they were like, oh, what's this internet thing? Like, what is an online publication? Everyone, when I was coming up, especially when I, after I graduated college, I think a lot of people wanted everything in print. Mm-hmm. Like, if it wasn't in, they were like, oh, I remember when I worked at the Oakland Tribune, I was like, oh, we can't do it in print, but we all, I, you know, we started a, a, a website. And they would be all, I don't know about doing that. But now it's like websites are like online news is pretty much all there is. And, print is practically dead right um, but that like that aside i think my work is, is more of like uh uh you know i just do it and i don't realize what i'm doing you know i just write what i like to write about mm-hmm. and I, I i write I, I i remain as of my career has gone i've kind of learned to pick and choose and what to give shine to like i can't write about everything so you know, I don't like to say prioritize because especially community wise, um, I just like to kind of I, I just write what interests me. And I all but at the same time, keeping my pulse on keeping my keeping my finger on the pulse of what's relevant in pop culture and like zeitgeisty. Right. And it's, and it's it's and I guess I just follow my gut on what to write and what to kind of give shine to. Um, like for instance, most recently on Reservation Dogs, that star, the, the, the actor on there, uh, he, he is, I forgot his, his name is really long and I need to learn it, but just because, you know, he's super talented. And I was just like, you know, I just have a feeling he's going to be a big star just Mm. because he's also giving me like 
major old school River Phoenix energy. Ooh. And he's, he's just charming. He's handsome. And he's young, young Hollywood. And I just feel like, and especially he's indigenous and, mm-hmm. and, and, and we don't have a lot of those, uh, that talent. And there's a lot out there. And I feel like someone like him could break open even more opportunities. And he's a dark skinned indigenous person, which makes it even more interesting. Nice. But yeah, I think a lot of what I do is just like, I like what, to write what I write, like, like, but at the same time, because if I just did that, that's be hella selfish. And a lot of people, I think there's a lot of journalists and writers out there that uh, just write to hear them talk. And, you know, I think all of us do that to a certain extent. But I was like, oh, but what is this serving? What kind of conversation is this starting? What like I, I'm, I'll be happy to add or like kind of amplify things that are already happening, like Shang-Chi and, 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 and all that stuff. But uh, I like to add more to the conversation and in a way challenge people and and make them do better or you know uh kind of uh challenge thoughts not in a way that's aggressive but just like you know you know think especially the asian community it's it's a it's a work in progress so it's like oh we can't just be complacent and be all satisfied where we are we have to keep pushing forward and like i was saying okay so what's next what's next what's next right uh i I, that's the same with the queer community the black community but uh uh, the latinx community but i think with me and with the asian community it just makes more sense because it's it's close to me and it's what i know and at the same i i also just like learning and 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 keeping an open mind and uh, uh knowing that I don't know everything, you know, especially about the Asian community, the queer community, everyone. So I think I just have, I think ultimately a lot of what I write about, whether it be Asian community or other marginalized voices, it's very much of like one of us wins, we all win situation and just kind of just doing as much as I can Almost to my detriment. (laughs) Which I've called you out on because we've had had our, you know, like, let's let's throw back a a few plates of pad thai and and unpack this. Because it it is a lot. It it can Mm. add up a lot of the energy that you're doing. You know, Mm. it is work. And it's also, like you're saying, from your heart, it's something that Mm. you deeply care about. So you're personally invested in it beyond just like, okay, this is a... A paycheck or this is something yeah, that yeah. I'm doing as, as a work. So I think all those things for anybody who cares about anything, you care a lot about something, it, it can add up a lot in terms yeah, of yeah. taking its toll. Yeah. And I, I, I think I'm learning that now that I've left Deadline and launched Diaspora. Um, yes. Yeah. Just because, you know, at, at a certain media institution, you're going to have boundaries that you don't set yourself, but, you know, a, an established publication that uh they do things a certain way and uh, yeah it's good to go into a space that's established that by the dominant culture meaning white culture uh and 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 trying to change things but a lot of people aren't going to be responsive to that or Mm -hmm. they're just not going to be used to that so it's like you're slowly kind of just trying to change things and kind of put your input in there and what you're allowed. But uh, again, at the same time, there's a caveat there, especially with marginalized people is like, we're not, especially of a certain generation, we're not uh, trained or we're not conditioned to, to, to ruffle feathers or to make change. When I say ruffle feathers, I could also just mean like bring something new to the table, Mm -hmm. you know, or bring, you know, different thoughts, different perspectives to the table. A lot of people aren't open to that or they're not used to it. So, 
you have to, you can't just go in whole hog and just immediately start making change. You do it little by little. So with diaspora, it's like, oh, I already know exactly where I stand. And I think people who have followed my career or, or know what I'm about know exactly what to expect right. when it comes to all of this. So, um, Which is so great. I'm glad. Yeah. And it's like, and then we just launched in May. It's still finding, you know, it's footing and, and, you know, we, we, we have stories going up it, it, for those of you who don't know, diaspora is the alternative trade that just basically it, it, it's, it, it's focuses on people of color and, and the queer community, uh, uh, the disabled community, any other traditionally marginalized, historically marginalized voices in uh, film, TV, and media. And we just kind of give more shine to those getting more and more deep dive articles on like unpacking things. And, uh, uh, and we're getting more and more, hopefully pushing the envelope a little bit more, but I think if we just speak from a place of honesty and authenticity, um, basic it's, you know, uh, marginalized journalism for marginalized communities written by marginalized people and just filling a space that has been lacking. Cause we, we were just, I think, I'm just going to say this before we, we got on mm-hmm. or uh, 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 like I was looking through some of the reviews for Shang-Chi, which comes out on September 3rd. I don't know when this is going to come out, but you know, whatever. Uh, soon it, from this episode. Yes, yes. Yes, yes. Very soon. Uh, and uh, you know, it, it, it is white journalists reviewing this movie and uh, critics and you know, that's fine, but it's, it would be refreshing to see uh, an Asian, you know, uh, uh, person review this movie for a major publication not just for a niche publication mm-hmm. uh i do believe that even though you are in close proximity to, to a, a subject matter you could still be very impartial and unbiased but also i would argue that an asian person would be harder on shang chi than a white person because uh we expect a lot <laughs> i was gonna say that's like some i mean we can get into that yeah. now or later but like there are these different ways that you and i've been part of the asian american creative community mm. specifically la centric mm. seeing a lot of like how this all gets created and, and consumed by the rest of the world also influencing hope in some way big or small how the rest of the world receives it mm. um and I'm just, yeah, I was wondering what your take on is because I think that we're hella harsh. But no, in a yeah. way, kind of like, I think it's kind of appropriate. It's like I'm going to be harsher on things that I know and that I'm familiar with than things that I'm not because, and things that I think are or feel like is an extension of me or representation mm-hmm. of me. I'm going to have a little bit more uh, skin in the game. You know, I'm going to have a little more at stake if it, if it were to suck. So just, I would love to get your opinions on that because. We, it everything has changed so drastically and you've seen that and you've been writing about that. So I'm just yeah. so definitely curious about your take on the evolution of how the, these stories have been covered and the selection process. And in general, like if you could even break down for me, I'm sorry, I know you're in the middle of a thought, but yeah, if no, at no, some no, point no, yeah. you could break down, there's so much behind journalism that people don't understand. I mean, I know that there's been a number of series and films and stuff that, somewhat give us a glimpse into the world of of journalism and what gets the front page and what doesn't. But Mm. I think by large, a lot of us don't know that because it's just a lot of, most of us we're consumers. We're not the, we're not the ones um, in the the machine. So I'm curious, like if you could break down for the regular civilian, like myself, Mm. how does that work? Like if somebody creates uh, a film, be it studio or independent, like how does that, 
how do, what happens? Like, and yeah, I want to yeah. know too, cause I'm, I want to make films. Like that's my dream as, yeah. as a human. So I think with, with, uh, I think the trades are, cause me being from deadline, you know, trades when i say trades for those who don't know i'm pretty sure everyone listening knows it's just you know there's deadline there is a hollywood reporter and then there's variety and then if you want to count the rap that's there too uh and that's not shade it's just i think the rap was kind of started on its own but also i think all of those uh, uh, uh publications are very much involved in the hollywood cycle of things and i think a lot of the what happens or what the news that gets announced on the trades feeds into more of the consumer facing publications uh, and when I say consumer facing publications is like, you know, People Magazine, Entertainment Weekly, Vanity Fair, uh, mm-hmm. because a lot of people like normal, not, you know, yeah, normal people, because L.A. people are crazy. Uh, <laughs> no, not crazy. Sorry. They're just stupid. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> like uh, All of the uh, above. Yeah, no, no, I'm just joking. Uh, uh, but um, no, I think it's just because uh, a lot like uh, public there. Trades are very much a part of this system and how people get movies run out. I, this is like my theory, but I think it's true. It's like, so let's say uh, Warner Brothers announces a movie. Uh, they're going to choose a specific person or publication either at one of the trades to announce the movie and at star or uh, they will do an even break, which means all public all, all trade publications will announce that news at the same time Mm. and like let's say uh i don't know like brad pitt stars in you know this civil war movie i don't know i'm just another one no (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like naming something about the top of my like warner brothers announced that they do that and then that disseminates into the other publications other people pick it up so i think the trades are very much a launching pad for news and that's kind of like a lot of the reason why a lot of people want to get in there because Everyone reads Deadline. Everyone reads THR. Well, at least in the industry. I'm not saying the whole world. Right. But chances are, if you Google something that uh, you're looking for, like, say, the Brad Pitt Civil War movie, the first stories that are going to come up are going to be from Deadline, THR, Variety. Got it. So that is why it is important, you know, to those, those publications have so much you know, weight put on them when it comes to coverage. And also they are very much part of the FYC event, you know, things they, FYC for your consideration during uh, uh, Emmy season, during Oscar season, especially during Oscar season, award season, Mm. because, you know, all these, uh, these um, publications push certain titles. And I think when it comes to choosing what we write about, it is, basically a free-for-all right uh Mm. we put weight on you know certain things obviously some of the bigger names will get more you know credence because that's how hollywood is right but at the same time we have to be looking out for up-and-coming talent you know indie talent there's just so much content out there right now that (laughs) it's ridiculous to even like write about everything right and so uh how I've done it in the past, it's like, it's still a learning process for me. It's like either catch me at the right time and right moment, or I specifically get attached to a certain title, or I just have a gut feeling about certain titles or certain actors that I put weight on. Or there's also just me kind of wanting to amplify the community, whether it be a, a, a LA Asian film festival 
you know, here in LA, right. Camfest in San Francisco, you know, you know, New York Asian Film Fest, anything, you know, not just even just diverse stories, but more of underdog stories. It's like, you know, it's still, those are still very much a part of the community or uh, Hollywood, you know, ecosystem. They just don't get credence. So it's like, oh, why for now I've been more of like a, why should I just kind of, uh, keep on announcing something that's already been announced when there's so much other untapped talent out there. I'll still announce like, um, things like, Oh, uh, I don't know. Uh, 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 you know, the, you know, this morning, everyone was talking about John Cho uh, in Cowboy Bebop. I saw that because those, of yeah, you, of course. Yeah. yeah those, 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 those pictures <laughs> or, you know, uh, like RuPaul's drag race. Like I get these releases, like that are very specifically industry related. Like, RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, VH1, Green Lights, three like seasons for you know, you know, for the for the franchise for their you know RuPaul's Drag Race, RuPaul's Drag Race Untucked, and Celebrity Drag Race. So those kinds of very much industry focused things. It's like no, like your your normal viewer kind of won't really care about that kind of news or who's producing that, mm-hmm. but we do mm-hmm. in the industry because it's part of the livelihood of our work and who we. Uh, uh, stay attached to or who we could connect to or whatever like that so i think one of the main reasons and how uh, kind of how i've been working lately is like okay what what's new how can i contribute more what 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 isn't being announced that it needs to be announced and also just kind of like just doing stuff that i like and writing what i know um and if i don't know then i go out and learn more or i go out and try to figure shit out or talk to people who can give me the information um so that's kind of like the long uh roundabout way of answering how um a lot of the kind of the media cycle works um and then don't get me involved you know there's a lot more nuance to it that's like very much a close notes version because there's publicists involved there's managers involved there's agents involved there's people like all you know there is high competition and who breaks this story and who doesn't break this story and and um going to like access and uh, Mm -hmm. uh you know i when I first got onto deadline, I obviously didn't have too much access, but I fostered relationships where I do get access now. And, 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 uh, it, it still is not to the level of a lot of other white male journalists. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 and I'm just saying that because that's the truth. Um, these systems, uh, Hollywood in general were not built for people of color. They were built by white men for white cisgender heterosexual men for them to succeed and uh it's been through that gay since the inception of uh hollywood and sometimes i joke and i ask why the fuck are we in this industry when they don't even want us here or or was they want in a specific way that's my answer to that i think they they've they're okay with or they being like the the old the dominant culture yeah yeah the dominant culture has been very used to having things run a certain way in a certain culture with a certain lens and so anything that disrupts that if if you augment that if you make them money then by all means like come in Mm. and enjoy the crafty yeah, that yeah. I choose, but like otherwise, shut your mouth and like yeah. don't complain and if you if we allowed you to be here, you know, like. And ugh. it's interesting, and, and I'm not saying this at, in a, a kind of a. Um, a, a I'm not. Say, I'm just going to say it, but people are going to take it the wrong way. Take it how you will. I'm not saying it's with evil in my heart or anything, but it's another kind of result of white supremacy. It's like the, you know, it's white supremacy meaning 
the white culture is dominant and that has the way it's been. And uh, we just want this piece of the pie. And I think there's this thing about like, you know, I, I was reading something about like agents and managers saying that t- to their white talent that, oh, Hollywood's just looking for diverse talent now, so you can't get a job. Therefore, mm-hmm. a lot of white actors, filmmakers, and storytellers get all up in their feelings about it. When that is just not the truth. I've literally right? heard that you yeah. know, from peers of mine, that they're yes. like, oh, it's it's not a good time to be a white actor. Or like, no, it's, you're like, so it's not because y'all have been <laughs> trashed this whole time. It's like, it's just, it, 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 I'm not, you know, I have lots of white friends or whatever, but <laughs> it, it's, it's just like, no, it's just because we're evening the playing field now and you don't like that you know you don't like that the fact that you're not no longer gonna be the favored one anymore and i think that's especially white men and uh, white cisgender heterosexual able-bodied men they are just fearing that with this change of the landscape um they will no longer be favored because they've lose, been favored. Yeah. yeah you're this, this you're losing time. you're losing objectively they're going to be losing screen time because they've been <laughs> having they've all been of like, it. yeah and 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 the the narrative i just i don't know like i i just actually ran off uh ran my mouth about this in my last episode yeah. about uh this changes everything it's that doc about gender discrimination mm-hmm. in hollywood yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. gina davis was part of like now, that, that that one it was I think I watched that. It's on Netflix. Right? It's on it's Netflix, Netflix. Yeah, it's yeah, from yeah. twenty. I think eighteen or nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched that as it's well. It's very which was good. Like a phenomenal documentary. Which yeah. I, I, had I read. love the work. Yeah, and yeah. I, I love the work that Gina, the Gina Davis Foundation does, and the Bentonville Festival. All of them. You know, I do work with them as well. Um, but it's, yeah, it's it, it is melted my brain. <laughs> yeah, it's basically white men just scared, and I just don't think they should be scared because also. Uh, we could go into the whole conversation of like, oh, these, 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 uh, diverse, this diverse hire are stealing jobs. And it's like, oh, well, not really, because from the, from the jump, there have been an abundance of jobs for white people in the industry. Whereas there has not, there've been like one, like when I say jobs, I'm going to just refer to roles, right? Let's just talk about roles in film and TV. There've been abundance. They've been the default. Whereas, people of color and queer people and everyone else, there have just been a handful and we've been forced to fight over those. And that brings about a crab mentality that brings about infighting and, and, and all that. But now that those kinds of roles are being like, everyone gets the chance to play the same role. The white people aren't liking that. And therefore agents and managers like see that as, Oh yeah, you're you're white, so you have no chance in getting this. I was like, no. Again, it's just the evening of the playing field, leveling of the playing field, mm-hmm. and I I just get so frustrated when people are like, oh, oh these 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 people of color are taking our jobs. I was like, no, 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 no. It's like, oh, do you want to like talk about the past where white people played uh, 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 Asians as character caricatures or blackface or you know how Hollywood has depicted. Um, indigenous people or as indians when they totally got it wrong they Mm -hmm. told and like and that's what we have learned and now hollywood is trying to undo that or history or america or whatever is trying to undo that and it's so difficult because you know white people had a certain or or the dominant culture had a certain image or gaze of uh, of people of color or, or, or women or queer people and now we are trying to undo all of that and that's like a chore in itself right um, right and, yeah so it's 
I mean, because you're asking people to take accountability for something, which when you have to kick accountability, there is an admission of I made a mistake. And I think even asking people who have navigated a lot of their... White people hate... White yeah. men hate to be proven wrong. Uh, 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 <laughs> not, it's not a fun feeling for anybody, but yes, yeah, specifically, like, it's not like this whole, like, well, that wasn't, I'll say this even in the frame of like my own, my own, myself, and like even in my own personal universe, is like a lot of Asian Americans, like, a lot, nobody likes to be like, oh, I fucked up. Like, that yeah. was, I was ignorant and that was not correct and my bad. That statement is only just now becoming like a more, Praise. I think I always praise it, but I am hearing it. I, I feel a little bit more now from people because we're we're working on like liberating each other from like, look, I'm not going to kill you if you made a mistake. But you like re- you like pushing back like you didn't do anything wrong as the issue right now. And if you just said like my bad, like really yeah. and then own that, then we can squash it and move on. But like in certain I think generationally and in certain positions, especially of power, where you are asking people to like relinquish that and to like give that and sacrifice it to this thing that they don't believe is like worth it yeah it's like gonna be like you know pulling teeth they don't want to do that no like they're not even gonna give you a, a millimeter of that because they're just like i do nothing wrong i yeah. it's not my intention to offend anybody this is a business and like did all these mm-hmm. different excuses and justifications and rationalization of inappropriate racist sexist yeah whatever homophobic all these different things behavior you know yeah you, have, you can't this, own yeah. that no i think accountability is hard for hollywood and, yes. and it, again it's this industry that overlooks so many things from like the especially with the treatment of women treatment of you know the black community or the asian community or whoever it's like they were few it's like it's kind of goes back to how history books in america you know deleted erased a lot of things and Mm -hmm. they curated what we should watch and what we should or what we you know what kind of history we should know it's like thank you know like thanksgiving is like it's a total sham it's total bullshit (laughs) and we got taught that in elementary school well certain uh you know a a certain generation of us got taught that like oh, oh the indians and the pilgrims you know they were friends and whatever and like no that didn't happen okay uh, <laughs> yeah but then that's oh. the thing is like the who's shaping that narrative which is why it comes back to like the the impact that your work has or the, mm-hmm. the impact that it had it has the ability to have because you're giving light you're shining a light on topics narratives people perspectives projects mm-hmm. that quite frankly, if you didn't choose to do that and it sucks that we're in that position and we have been historically, maybe that's changing now and I'm curious what your perspective is on how much that's legit changing because, again, if somebody hadn't been efforting and putting care into that, it would just stay completely in the dark, right? Like, nobody else is going to give it the same level of care, research, you know, Mm -hmm. the same level of nuance and, and empathy to these narratives if you wouldn't. Right. So, yeah. Thank you again. I'm, I'm curious thank, yeah. how that how, how you've seen that change in the years that you've been, you know, doing this, specifically in this one where the things that you are covering are the things that are further going out into the universe to influence the masses. Right. Mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. they are those are the things that eventually 
Like I'm out in North Carolina with my cousins who grew up in Alabama and now they're out in Charlotte and like they're talking about Kim's convenience. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. to you and me, it's like, you know, we know Simu, we know like we've been yeah, around yeah. the production, but to them it's like it's changing the way people around them look at them. How does that feel and like how do you see that change? I mean, I think well, first I I want I I do want to say it's like I I I'll, I'll be honest, I'll be 100% honest. I just don't think traditional newsrooms are going to change. Mm. Uh I I you know, they I think and it's the same reason why I think a lot of studios and 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 networks won't I mean they'll ch- they'll change a little bit, but they're not going to have a drastic change to where, you know, equity is reached, right? Mm. But I do think some of the more the newer uh, publications or just I think that's why I started Diaspora is because I was like, oh, in order for things to change, we have to build. We can't we can't, for lack of a better word, like enter a space and try to change everything on our own, because I think that's what a lot of diversity hires are. It's like, oh, we put this person in the space everything's okay. They're going to change everything. They're going to teach everyone. I'm mm. like, oh no, it is not a, a diverse talent to teach everyone about diversity. You know, that's not the way to go. Mm. I think what the way to go is to kind of in this weird way, look at things through an abolitionist lens and just kind of like, I'll start our own shit. Mm. Look at array, look at, you know, a uh, 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 macro, Look at yes. M88, look at, you know, Imminent Collision that, you know, uh, Hugh Ho and Randall Park and Michael Golomko started. All of these production companies are building things to help support certain communities. Um, I do see kind of like Netflix and Amazon doing their part because they're more, they're newer, you know, mm-hmm. they're, they're not like the OG studios like Warner Brothers or Paramount or, 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 or Disney, but I, you know, I appreciate all the work those big studios are doing. However, I think at the end of the day, a lot of that stuff is performative. Mm. P- period. It's That's just what like, I was gonna. And, yeah, I was gonna yeah, follow up. It, it, it's performative, and that, I'm not saying it's necessarily a bad thing. We see, we appreciate the change, but it is hard to undo a lot of the stuff. Uh, forgive me, maybe even damaging stuff that a lot of these studios have done in the past. Um, and you know. It's great that they're trying, but I think at the end of the day, it is it does have to be people having to start their own companies if they have the uh, uh, the the money, the the or the passion, and 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 support to do so. Uh, don't get it twisted. It's like I'm people thinking like, yeah, since I launched Diaspora, it's like I'm not rolling in the dough or anything. It's it's it, it could be equivalent to me launching my own Zanga page or. <laughs> Or like or or like a, a old school blog and just mm-hmm. kind of like a let's see what happens. It's like right. I'm doing a lot of stuff out of my own pocket and and yeah, I'm 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 using my platform that I already have, but again, you know, platform doesn't pay rent. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it's like I'm still hustling on the side. I don't have a full-time job anymore. Um my full-time job is diaspora. Uh, in addition to getting side gigs uh, when it comes to like writing, hosting and moderating. Um, but yeah, it's it, how th- things are changing and not changing all at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, 
uh, and I think we are trying to level out about a lot about how we see things and what we put our weight on, what hills we die on, what we're going, what battles we choose to fight. Um, I think Don Porter, a uh, documentarian, she, 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 she directed a documentary about John Lewis called good trouble. Uh, she put it the best way when we chatted with her, when I hosted my old podcast, um, she was like, every day we wake up, she was speaking as a black woman, uh, you know, figure choosing which battles to fight, uh, uh, what, what we, it's like an inventory. Uh, and if you're, if you're in any marginalized group, you wake up that way, no matter what, mm-hmm. uh, even if you're not thinking about it. You're, mm-hmm. you wake up thinking, okay, what, what battles do you want to do? It's like, oh, there are a lot of things that bother me, but I'm not going to, it's impossible to bo- bother me in Hollywood. That is, it's impossible to actually address all of them and we're not going to address all of them. And if, if it's something small, I, you know, I, I'm trying to think of examples, but you know, it, it, I, I'm not going to, we're not going to be able to fight everything. And then I just hope people aren't expecting me to say something about every single thing that's going on in, you know, marginalized communities because it's difficult. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been treated like shit throughout, you know, the decades, the centuries, whatever, that, you know, we just have to kind of take it one, one, one uh, heap of trash at a time. Right. Uh, and um, yeah, it's like. That's a sustainability thing of like yeah. being able to continue to do work, which I think a lot of people have come up against their ceilings especially in this last year and a half with yeah. a very limited gas tank of like, it all can get so overwhelming. You know, I don't do journalism coverage the way that you do. I want to focus on stories and whether that's on the podcast or stuff that I want to make film and TV wise, but like even that, I mean, I'm just not doing it on the regular as much as you do. I don't know. And I thought about that even like with my brother, who's an attorney, like he's dealing with people's problems every day. And yeah. I was like, how do you wake up and, and, be able to do your job effectively. And as uh, you know, your job is to do the job well, which includes a lot of thought and impartiality, but like rigor and integrity and fact checking and all that. How do you show up every day and do that when like the work that you're doing can be so heavy sometimes? I mean, you're tackling yeah. this huge problems. You're talking about one trash heap at a time. Yes, yeah. absolutely. But like, it's a giant. I was like, you have no end to this, right? No, like, I, how do you it, manage it's that? It's interesting. Yeah. I think no matter what space you are, well, no matter what sector you are, it's kind of, you get used to it. Mm-hmm. Like my sister is a nurse, like a nurse practitioner, you know, the, the shit she deals with a lot of my friends, especially like I'm, I'm originally from Texas. Uh, uh, my friends who are in the medical field in Texas, what they're dealing with there with COVID right now is yeah. like one of my friends, she was just like, um, uh, she's just like, oh, if I have to deal with one more person who is unvaxxed, who treats me like shit, you know, it's, it's, it's sad. It's like, and we kind of have in this weird way, champagne problems, yes, you know, yes. it's like, and that's also how I think of it sometimes. And it's like, I think one day some publicist got mad at me or like, was like, challenging me or, or something because I got something wrong in a, a release or whatever, or I typo or whatever. And it's like, oh, at the end of the day, we're not curing cancer. We work in a fucking world of make-believe. And if I get one thing wrong on accident, it is not the end of the world. Your client is still going to be rich. Your client is still going <laughs> to succeed, you know, mm-hmm. and I could go in and change it. 
that's done. I will apologize, but do not come for me and act like your world is falling apart because I, you know, tried to do this. It's like, I've been like going on this really weird thing of self-reflection lately about like, all how does what I'm doing benefit me just as much as the person as I'm, uh, you know, as I'm writing about, mm-hmm. you know, um, and I'm not going to lie. There is like, I think I'm in this really interesting stage. It's like, I'm kind of tired of being the megaphone for the community. Not saying that I, I don't want to amplify. Yeah. You know, that is not, I'm not going to be that guy who's like, I'll give it to Dino. He will do it. I'm not Mikey in a kicks commercial guys. It's, mm. it's, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like, I'm there to amplify you, but also we have to remember it is still community. And when, uh, especially with like Asian community, bigger picture, marginalized communities. Um, I, I'm figuring out how to balance that relationship of business and community and what's transactional and what's not transactional. Oof. And, you know, that is a whole nuanced conversation. When you especially- figure that out, you, know, you call me. I want to be one of the first people you call because and and I, 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 I don't think it's that same boat. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I don't think we'll ever reach a answer that. I think that's just how we have to live. It's like we have to gauge people, especially in our communities, you know, like, oh, yeah, it's fine. You know, we, we we have a transactional relationship. That's good. It's like, and that's fine. If that's the boundaries we're setting, good. Mm-hmm. But, at the, you know, I was like, oh, but if I feel that this could be more of a community thing, then, you know, I will say something, you know, mm-hmm. and and I will say, I will call people out and like, oh, well, you treated me, you know, I thought that, you know, it's like you, you have to, it's like, oh, what are you in this for? Are you this for yourself? Or are you in this for the greater good of this community that we're still trying to build, especially with a community that is struggling to find its identity? Real tea, guys, the Asian American community. Oh my God. <laughs> I might get blasted for this. Uh, Me but- too. You and I might be like excommunicated at the end of this episode. But no, you know what? no, I think I, everyone knows I, I love the community, but it's like, yeah. I'll, you know, we have problems. Every marginalized community has problems. And I think let's try to fix those. And I think I, I, I don't, it's, 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 it's impossible to fix some of them just because of the, the the history of a lot of Asian cultures. But, you know, I I just think that we, I think we could just do better. And I, again, this goes back to writing about Asian movies or Asian stories. It's like, Oh, we expect so much from people who are closest to us. And when they don't deliver, it makes us pissed off. And we are like, yeah, (laughs) we get furious and we're like, Oh, do better. So like, that's what I kind of, uh, I am like, I, again, I'm in this weird transition phase of my life and Mm -hmm. uh, especially with diaspora and whatever's going on. It's like, I just urge people to do better and to, you know, urge, you know, our Asian brothers and sisters and siblings to just look out for each other because no one out there is going to fucking help us until we help ourselves first. And, um, and, and, uh, you know, you know, there, there are solutions. And, you know, if you don't like what one organization is doing, Start one that you want someone, you know, to do and like then build synergy off of that. It's like, don't ask anymore. And I think a lot and I'm still having that problem. And, you know, I mean, yeah, it's hard to it's hard to be so deep in it and and to feel the bigness of something that is big, but also really small, like the the paradox of like you guys like are we really this is what we're crying about and this is the hill that we want to die on and 
I've been in that universe for 12 mm-hmm. years, like hardcore making it my entire life. And there's parts of it that I'm super grateful. And I learned so many things and I got so many great relationships like that are very genuine, that really gave me inspiration and education that I wouldn't have gotten anywhere else. And then also there's parts of me that I'm like, why did I give so excessively to something that I was just a pawn in mm. somebody else's game or feeling that feeling of like, even though I understand, like you said, it's a transactional situation and we are here specifically to build an industry and get us in, get us headway when it's not received with a thank you or with any sort of, you don't have to like throw me a parade, but it's like yeah, the yeah. way that it, it's, it's acknowledged or um, appreciated or not, you know? Also, yeah. it can, that can leave a, a very lasting, you know, it, it can limit a person's ability to have faith in something or or want to be generous or want to have a their fuel tank refueled because for you and your org or your people or whatever. Yeah. Like there's just so many versions where in this particular industry, there's a lot of people out to get theirs. And I've been in that space, too, so I'm not mm. even like judging that hard. But we like we're a very small insular community. And I hear like the more that I'm not in the community because I stepped down from collab, like I hear more freely from other people because I'm myself a regular civilian now. Um, The shade that they throw and I'm like, oh, dang! like I wonder what it was when I was running an organization and and I feel certain things, too, you know. And I think there is okay. there's I think there's. Two kinds of shade, right? There, there, or like, there's plenty of kind of shade, but so in this shades. instance, it, it's especially like I think there's constructive criticism. There True. is like a you know, if you don't like something, you know, or if I don't like something, I am gonna go to the source and be all, "Hey, man, let's talk. You did this. I don't agree with it. How could we make it better? How could we see eye to eye on things? We may not end up seeing eye to eye on things, but at least." I, I think I'm not really a person to to talk behind people's back. I will in the beginning, but I will eventually <laughs> talk to you to your face. Good. Uh, because it's, it's just me like trying to figure out how will I approach this? Um, I'm all about doing something constructive and, and, and not just throwing shade for the sake of throwing shade. Mm-hmm. Then there are those people who just are an Eeyore or a, they're just there to just kind of bring a toxicity to the community. Mm. And most of the time when people are really, really harsh on an organization or a person or this, that, and the other, they have nothing going on in their lives. They're unemployed. And I keep that in mind when I'm talking shit, you know, (laughs) because everyone talks shit. But it's like, oh, if you talk shit, make sure you have something constructive to back it up, you know, or or, or just like be all, you you could provide something rather than just insult someone. Exactly. Uh, Instead of just tearing it down. Yeah, don't tear it down. It's like, I'm not here to bring down the community. And when I said before, I'm not here to be your megaphone, I I, I am, a, I know I am a megaphone to a certain extent, but I am not here to be your disposable megaphone. Like, there oh, you we go. Did what we want. Thank you. We, yeah, we, we did what we want with Dino. It's like, yeah, we could still remain, have some sort of professional relationship, what, you know, professional or community oriented relationship and, and, and continue to work together. Don't just say, Again, like I said before, I felt that for the longest time, people were just like, I'll throw it to Dino. He'll do it. He's Asian, period. That's kind of when I just felt like I was being used. Like, I think me and you have this, you know, you, you, you've worked on collaboration for so long. And, and, and 
people are going to use you in a certain way, mm -hmm. good or bad. But mm -hmm. at the same time, it's just like all, I think it's all about respect and all about like all, yes, you know, I know you're using me, but you know, at least <laughs> just respect me as you use me. We're, or, or, we're or, using or, or, each or, other. Yeah. Like yeah. the talent is, this is what I was trying to remind talent from being, I mean, I've been the actor myself because that's something I started in the middle of collaboration. But before mm -hmm. that, I was the pro I've been the producer and the yeah. person like booking talent. I'm like, we need each other. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like you, we, we need the talent to be on the stage, but you also need the people to organize and put the show together to have a stage for you to be on. Yes. So like, I'm yes. like, there's a mutual, I don't know what's the biology word right now, but it's like, it, there's a synergy there that is, that yeah. is necessary. If you could have that be genuine and not be so like shitty for lack of yeah. better words we can all not feel so like torturous yeah. going through this process because you really do need each other and it's not like you're and so no one's above anybody else i've had mm -hmm. i've had artists do you know at some of the shows i've put on talk shit about the show next to me right before they get on stage and i'm just like yeah. wow which, which is like okay. you know i'm not <laughs> i every you know like i, I appreciate compliments you know that i get and you know you know people are like oh you've done so much from coming or whatever at the end i i always at the end of the i'm just like a journalist and i'm doing what i was doing mm -hmm. exactly what i was doing almost two decades ago except you know i am on a bigger I, i'll admit i'm on a bigger scale i have a i had a big platform with deadline um mm -hmm. and i'm continuing that platform and carrying it over to diaspora and i i I, I thank everyone and I'm grateful for everyone that see me as some sort of community, but I, in a, in a, it's an interesting way. Don't, don't see myself as that. I see myself as part of the people. I guess. Yeah. And I am not above like doing things, you know, I, I, I'm not, I'm not, again, I'm not throwing shades. Like, these very specific podcasts, you know, or, or like something that someone's just starting a podcast and they're like, Oh, Hey, do you want to be a guest on it? Or, what can I, what, you know, or someone reaching out to me from the community saying, can you help me with this? I'm not above that. If I like, that is, if I don't, if I have time, mm -hmm. most of the time I will make time. And, and, and I just don't want to be above anything because I have been in that position far too much. And I think a lot of what this community, you know, uh, that I feel like uh, some people lack, not only in the Asian community, but in Hollywood in general, is this feeling of empathy mm -hmm. and this feeling uh, of, of like all, uh, yeah, this feeling of empathy and sympathizing because we are in a, an industry of storytellers and, and people who create characters, who create narratives uh, that aren't their own mm -hmm. or they're creating a world that they they want to know more about. So they immerse themselves in it. Mm -hmm. For us being in this kind of industry, uh, it is surprising in how many people do not have empathy or who do not have heart. Uh, and I'm not saying like, if we work together, I'm not saying, you know, kiss my ass all the time and no. like treat me like a God or whatever. It's just like, I'll have some sort of acknowledgement and respect because I, I think it's more of an internal feeling that you feel right. It's, yes. it, 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 instead of like, oh, I respect you. You don't, no, have, you to don't say, have to do that. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. As your acting coach, everybody listening, like you do not have to verbalize the things in order to show somebody respect. Like, yeah, it's, it's action oriented. Did, right yes it's, yes behavioral it, like yeah it's behavioral even if it's a professional i had so many professional transactions or professional relationships with publicists agents whatever 
And I know that they respect me. Am I going to go and be all, hey, let's go to Red Lobster and for dinner <laughs> on Friday? I'm not going to do that Shatter because there's this. boundaries there. Yes. And, and then, yes, we like, I'm sure me and Minji are the, the same way. We've had uh, relationships or professional relationships that turned into friendships. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, mm-hmm. especially within the community. Um, but even then you have to be very cognizant of who you give your energy to. And it like, I'm not trying to give, there's no definitive answer for anything I'm saying right now, like from business to like the business and community and friendship and all that. It's all everyone's own journey. But Mm -hmm. I think, uh, at the end of, I keep on saying at the end of the day a lot at the end of the month, I don't know. At the end of this millennia. But if we get this, it is just about how to manage relationships. It's like yes. respectful relationships. And I think it, it, there is something to be said about like within your own respective communities, whether it be the Asian community, the queer community, um, I guess even the white community, we're not ignoring you white people, but y'all have had it easier than a lot of us for the past <laughs> years. And no, because it's, it, it's In interesting. Context. And it's like, yeah. And I think, yeah. So I think it's, it is all about, fostering good relationships and knowing who to trust and trusting yourself when it comes to building these relationships. I have not have all the answers. I'm still learning that. I'm not going to lie. After I left deadline, a lot of people have been like, oh, you don't work at deadline anymore. Ghosted, you know, right. 100%. And that's, that's how the industry is. And, you know, I expected it to happen. But when that, when it actually hits, you're like, "Oh, oh, that's how it is. I'm okay, so sorry, well, Gina. That sucks. Yeah. But it's like, no, it's it's like, oh, I even need though to you stop. expect it. Yeah, it, it sucks either. No one's gonna, you know, do it anyway. But it's like, even people in the, our own community will turn their backs on you. So, mm-hmm. you know, one of my friends gave me the best advice. It's like, I'll go to where the love is. You know, why Ooh. chase something? I mean, it, it's it's kind of it's like dating, right? Mm-hmm. You know, you're gonna see a fine ass guy, fine ass girl, whatever. And you're going to chase them. If they say no, part of you still wants to like, oh, I could change their mind, you know, Mm. but no, 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 no. I think it's easier just to go where the love is, go to where the support is. Um, I'm still learning that again, I'm still learning a lot of shit. And I think I'm not above, you know, learning. I'm not above any of this shit. You know, no, but, but uh, I, I just think that you've, I don't know. I feel like you, I think I really needed here personally. First yeah. of all, I needed to hear what you had to say today from what I'm getting about the emphasis on authentic relationships. It's not even just relationships, yeah. but like, even if they are transactional, even if they are yeah. specifically for the purpose of like elevating in an industry, et cetera, there's still a way to have that in a respectful manner. And I think having that intention and valuing that and making that a key part of like how you just operate and exist is something that's a, not going to go unnoticed. I think the real ones, like they feel that and they will appreciate that. Right. And also like relationships are a long game, you know, like you're not going to, you're not going to take over the entire universe if that's what you're out there to do. Like in one swoop one project one everything everything's a very long game and you never know like how or when people are going to rise and or fall and so it's just like being mindful of that because we are not disposable at the end of the day and like these are actual people that are actually taking time and care and doing the research and doing the inner work and the 
the nuance analysis yeah. and everything to give something of value back to an industry, back to to the rest of us that are like going to see whether certain projects or certain things elevate over others. Because yeah, there is only so much time in the day to like yeah. watch anything or read anything. So like, I just, I love peeling back the layers for all these things to remind people of that and to be reminded myself yeah. and just appreciate the people. Like, Dino, you're one of like, I think of like, I'm very real. I have gotten very tired of this community. Like, <laughs> This is my podcast. I'm just saying, like, I've I love the Asian American community so much, and I've hated a lot of it too, and I've been exhausted mm, it's a by a lot. It's family. It's family. It's family. And it's also this like bigger thing that I feel a lot of like hope and in some ways responsibility for, and like I want to help, but like I'm just tired. But like yeah. you have always struck me as a real one and you've never left that from my and i i've had different people i'm just saying in my thing where i get to know them and i'm like oh they're not really what i thought they were or they've morphed into something different and that's fine but like i genuinely have always felt that from you and i just want to like give you you. your flowers because you too i mean i think i I think there's so many like you there there is you know there you know there's so many other asian people out there with boots on their ground who who are doing amazing things and you've been, you did it years with, 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 with collaboration. And then I think there's so many people who are doing amazing things. They're not, but of course we're not, we're as Asians, we are not conditioned to celebrate our victories. We mm. will, I mean, at least toot our certain horns. generation. Yeah. <laughs> toot our own horns. And I think it's about time to do that, but do it respectfully yeah. you know, and do it with, you know, w- w- with uh, respect to others. And like, there's a way to celebrate oneself without being totally cocky and arrogant and an asshole. Totally there's agree. Solely like, you know, I, um, but uh, it's like, and I think I, I urge a lot of Asian Americans uh, or Asians and Asian Americans who are in the industry to jump out of their comfort zone and mm. and, and, and um, talk to others who aren't in your uh, uh, your group because we all know that every Asian Hollywood is clicky to a certain extent and that's not bad it's just like we find our uh, people within our tribe or our our culture and we we connect with them in certain ways um, but it's like I'll step outside you know and and, yeah. and uh, of what you're used to and 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 get to know others and welcome others. And I, you know, I, I've been on this kick of like, you know, reaching out to people who I know are Asian in the industry and be all, Hey, it's like, What's hi up? guys, I'm Dino. It's like, welcome. Committee. Be my friend, you know, it's like, yeah. it's like, or it's like, Oh, Hey, it's like, Oh, it's like, Oh, it would be great to see you at an event. Or it's like, Oh, or if you have any questions about Asian communities, like I could, or like, it's like fostering more relationships and, Maybe sometimes I, I I carry the burden too much, or I, I carry this burden that I make for myself too much. But I, I just like to help the community and forge relationships and do what I can in my power and in my bandwidth. Um, I think there was a certain amount of time when I w- may have been bending over backwards too much. But mm. as you mature, you learn to kind yes. of put yourself first. Because if you don't take care of yourself, you're not going to be able to take care of others to the fullest capacity, mm. and then you'll, you're 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 drained and you're, you're whatever. But God, again, it's like I, I think if anyone when people people who are listening to this, it's like it's not about me being. I am critical about the Asian community. I think me and Minji are both critical about the Asian community because we care about it. 
We want to see it succeed. If we, I didn't give a fuck about this uh, this community, I would have been gone a long time ago. Yeah, you know, I would have. It's like all, uh, and and you know, I I also add the, the the queer factor. You know, as as a gay brown man, you know, trying to bolster those voices and Mm -hmm. especially you know and i'm learning more about that because as 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 these communities evolve and get more comfortable with what they're allowed to say you know what we're allowed to say quote unquote Mm -hmm. it's like we learn more so um i am not a a kind of a god or a (laughs) you know whatever you not that sounded really but i'm not not like i I don't i'm not as i I just want to (laughs) be how am i going to put this i i don't want i I know i have a certain platform but i just i want to just kind of be for lack of a better word normal and uh uh and just kind of have my foot in a lot of things or have a lot of plates spinning and just try to help the community in any you know level uh as i can whether it be an indie film or you know or shang chi or like someone who just moved here and is now working for a major studio and trying to find their footing within the asian communities like i I, i'm trying to do more outreach and just like trying to find uh uh, the asians and i get that from my dad i think just because my dad was very much a community or he is a, a community that he's still with us and no matter where he went, he would always find Filipinos. And Aww. it was like, he, like we moved to San Antonio. He, we, we found Filipinos there. We were very involved in the community there. He freaking moved to East Texas, to Tyler, Texas, which is outside of Dallas, cr- found Filipinos there, <laughs> created the, some sort of organization. I think it was like called the Filipinos of East Texas Association. Wow. So I get, dad? I, yeah. My dad, my dad is like, he will find, he's very much an extrovert and like, he will find a Filipino. Like he will approach <laughs> you at, you know, a Ralph's well in Texas, like H E B or whatever. H-E-B, yeah. And yeah. He would just be like, he he's not afraid to like reach out. And I think I, I am so grateful that kind of, he passed that on to me, this kind yeah. of sense of community leadership or community kind of oriented. Cause you know, we think about our parents who moved here, who, if you're first gen, it's like, oh, they had no one. So they had to build communities. And I think maybe we kind of need to go back to that kind of thinking and be like, oh, hey, it's like, oh, we're in this together. You know, people are going to treat us the, no matter how rich you are or no mm-hmm. matter what your status is, you know, they're going to still see you as brown or Asian or whatever. So maybe it's just time we just forge some sign of community instead of like splintering and like fracturing uh yeah so we uh, have i did not know that about you and i'm like i want to give your dad a virtual (laughs) hug and your apple that fell from papa rama's tree i love that that's so it's like and he's still super involved. It's in like at uh, I think. He, oh my god, I don't even know his age. Uh, like, he's over <laughs> We're seventy. We're at that age, or we sure. don't know. Yeah. We can't do math. Yeah, uh, uh, yeah. he's over seventy, and he 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 still does stuff for the community. He 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 like him and my mom. They they participate in like it's cute. They like participate in folk dances like for old oh, Filipinos. No. <laughs> like old Filipinos. Oh, I love it. And they they have clubs in the Bay Area, and they have meetings because uh it's 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 so good to i think community is so important i'm not saying that business is not important but i think community helps bolster uh uh, business absolutely yeah and i think once you have a strong sense of community it's like uh, i think business is like natural and Mm -hmm. there's more trust there and there's like 
more of a feeling of community because of business. So like we go to like historic Filipino town or we go to Inglewood here or we know what, whatever, like when you see a whole community build a community, like historic Filipino town, there's like a strength in that. And mm-hmm. I, I, I admire that. And if, if, if the Asian American and Asian and Asian American community can do that here in Hollywood, make it strong. And I think we are strong, but again, I'm, oh, I'm, 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 I'm a greedy ass bitch. <laughs> I, I want you to be better. Uh, I, I want us to be better and I, I strive to be better myself. So I that's kind him. of like my my whole ordeal. I don't know if I was just talking out my ass. For this you are not. You, you're dropping <laughs> gems. I'm just like here soaking it all in, you know, yeah. because I'm telling you, it's, it's a very specific universe that you and I inhabit. Mm-hmm. And I do know that people are there are people around me that have been very curious about how it all exists and works. And I don't know if I had ever the energy to like explain it. So I appreciate you because I love learning from you. And you also just explained a lot that like sometimes I don't have the brain cells to put out in words because there's so much to it. Right. It's like it's it's a mix of institutions and changing yeah. culture and and creating new culture that you're just trying to like overlook you know, all yeah. of the different relationships our different ethnicities have had within an industry and a culture of its own that has been very exclusive and keeping us out. And then, yeah, yeah. you know, it's a lot there. There's You're a lot to unpack. That we, we cannot talk about this within an hour. It's like, no, but you, I, 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 yeah, <laughs> it, it's, there's a lot of nuance. There's a lot of caveats, but you know, I try to do it. I think, we are trying to figure me I have again, I have no answers, but we're trying to figure out just as much as you are, you know, <laughs> and uh, I, I was on this. Uh, I, I moderated this Outfest panel uh, yesterday, the other day, um, and it had um, it was for NBC. It was for Outfest, but it was like uh, uh, these sh- unscripted shows that were on NBC properties like uh, Shaws of Sunset. And um, very cool. Uh, and and then uh, uh, what's that? Oh, God, there's a uh, what's his name? Is it Justin Sylvester or Jason? So I oh my God, I forgot his name. Anyway, <laughs> but um, he it was a uh, and that, that's horrible. I'm sorry, but we, we we were talking about this, and there was one white, and they were all queer. Everyone was gay on the panel, except there was one white dude, and we kept <laughs> me and then uh, Reza and um oh my God, it's gonna bother me. I'm gonna see. <laughs> <laughs> You're uh, right. Uh, I think I I think it's um is that him? <laughs> oh, Daily Pop, Daily Pop. That's his name, Justin Sylvester. I think I was right the first time. Okay. He, he he hosts uh, Daily Pop and a, a, another podcast called Just a Sip on 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 whatever on E. Um, and then there was uh, a, another dude from uh, um, uh, Million Dollar Properties. Uh, okay. He was he's um, he's a white white dude. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're looking up his name too. There he is, Million Dollar Listing. Sorry, because uh, I was like, bajillion dollar property isn't that cool up show? No, not not bajillion yeah. dollar property. Yeah. Million but, dollar uh, listings. Yeah, a million dollar listing. Ty- Tyler is his name. Yeah, Tyler. Tyler. Yeah, Tyler Whitman. I think is his name. Anyways, he and then we we me Reza and Justin. We were all people of color, and we were we kept on having to apologize to Justin. We we're like, oh. No offense to you, Justin. We know you're white, but it's hard for people of color and immigrants. <laughs> it's harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and then me and Justin got into this whole conversation about uh, uh, about how certain actors of color have to take certain roles, whether it be martial arts roles, or in the past they had to, <clears throat> or slavery roles, or mm-hmm. mammy, these like very stereotypical potential, well, harmful to culture. Mm-hmm. Um, but they had to take these jobs. And I'm sure you probably could relate too. It's like, 
we had to say yes to so much to get to where we are today, even though if it if that yes was like kind of a sting, you know, mm-hmm. Kills your soul a little bit. Uh, yeah, it kills your soul. <laughs> it's because you, we needed our way in there. And those were like the only roles to do to do so. Mm-hmm. And again, that's a whole nuanced conversation. And I think there's just with this conversation about community versus business, there's just so much, especially in Hollywood, to 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 talk about. And, you know, there's just a lot of clutter in our minds and trying to piece it together and trying to find some sort of answer to mm-hmm. make it work, to make the community stronger. Mm-hmm. Um is a chore. And, you know, I, 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 I hope everyone, you know, does their part or, or, or uh, just kind of like thinks about that. I'm not asking you to do much, but like, just be mindful of your place and relationships that you have. That was actually going to be my question. What yeah. do you want them to do? Cause you're not asking. I love that. That is something to do is like exert effort, <laughs> like yeah. put effort and, and thoughtfulness into your own life. I think that's an action item, a call to action, yeah. if you will. Yeah. Uh, because also it's like, you know, tw- tw- uh, social media is great and it's great to get the word out. But I think I will, I will also say I challenge people to do more, mm. do boots on the ground. And it's like, I, like I said before, if you don't like what, you know, if you don't agree, not uh, don't agree, but if you like, you think a certain organization could do things better, or you have a really strong opinion on how they're handling uh, uh, ways to bolster the community, maybe not talk shit about them and start your own thing and then work in tandem or synergy with that other organization to kind of teach or whatever. I think instead of like dragging each other through the mud and being like, Oh, they're not doing X, Y, and Z. Right. Maybe kind of do your own thing. And again, I think one way to, to kind of like put yourself in check is people who are using, usually talking the most shit, Mm-hmm. have nothing going on in their lives. That's what I always think of before I'm like, throw shade at someone. <laughs> good, good filter there, Dino. Yeah. I mean, the, I, my fear with this podcast is like, how much am I going to say? Then I'm going to be like, I wish I didn't say that. But it's been, I actually think I'm grateful for that because it was a good checkpoint of like, is that worth immortalizing? And that's the difference of like, now what you and I are creating we're creating a piece of content here with this podcast, right? It yeah. is a thing that can be shared and consumed by other people, interpreted by whatever they're going through and whatever context they are at their life. And, you know, we're kind of just like letting that do. And it's kind of maybe going to just live eternally because it's digital. And that's like, I think that's just the new culture in which we need to recognize, hey, don't get too scared to speak up because, yeah, it's going to be living in eternity in ones and zeros. But also, like, check yourself. Like, is that worth saying out loud? And putting out into the universe yeah. and letting other people. Um, so I, I, I'm of the mind too. It's like, I don't want to withhold strong opinions that I have, but I want to be more thoughtful about them and also be able to back it up with like action. If need be, if the person yeah. that I'm, I've been working on being more careful of, like if I have a very strong opinion and if it's critical that mm. I would be able to say it to that person's face. Yeah. Have I been 100% successful in doing that? No, I'm being very no, true. We're like, also, it's, it's scary to do that. Yeah. It's scary, you know, like, oh, but I think that's where also mental health comes in and all, mm-hmm. you know, that's a whole other conversation. But it's just like, you know, it, it is like, because the, the the more you keep something festering inside of you, the the, the more rotten it gets. Yeah. And, and, and it just doesn't help anything. So find some sort of release if you deem that it is you know, worth something talking about because maybe it isn't. 
You know, maybe you, you know, we've all had that moment where, you know, you have a, a hot take on something. You, you tweet it, you say it out loud, and that's the end of it. And mm-hmm. it doesn't cause anything. It doesn't get you canceled or whatever. But I don't know, I think I, I just, you know, challenge everyone and myself to be a little bit more mindful. Uh, and and, and uh, again, people who talk the most shit don't have anything, without anything to back it up, nothing going on. You know, it's like, oh, before you uh, uh, talk about how this person is is screwing up the industry because of how they're handling this that and the other you know what are you doing Mm -hmm. you know what are you doing to aid that uh that criticism that you just talked about that person i have been you know guilty of that too so you know, it's a learning curve, guys. Totally but learning think, curve. Yeah. <laughs> wise words. No, that's very wise. And uh, thank you, Dino, because, yeah, we're, 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 there's a lot more people talking about the cancel culture issue. And that I would love to have you back to talk about that. So many more things mm. I want to have you back to talk yeah. about. Um, and just like how we can continue this work because there's, it's a lot of layers of like we're saying, like history of industry. We're deprogramming certain things. We're like creating new programs in other yeah. ways. It's a lot that we're endeavoring to do, which I think is all good. And we're working out the kinks as we go. Yeah. It's, it's gonna be a clunky process. Mm. Um, but how can we support you? How can we support diaspora? Is, is, do, you, do you prefer di- diaspora? I don't know. Other people I've heard, say, it, I've heard it pronounced both ways diaspora, diaspora, and, and diaspora. Uh, diaspora. I think it's yeah. like tomato, tomato situation there. Yeah. I say diaspora, but you know, whatever you want to say i don't take offense uh the the, the site is diaspora the web the, the address is the diaspora times.com you know what people call it the diaspora times and that's fine but the, the official title is diaspora i said the diaspora t- uh, times because it gave this feeling of like a daily newspaper and also diaspora.com was taken mm-hmm. so I was like, it's a domain <laughs> issue yeah. a domain issue and i was like oh diaspora times kind of sounds like traditional journalism like yeah. a traditional gazette kind of thing i love and then it I was, and then yeah so that that's that you know you could follow diaspora on the instagram and twitter and facebook uh, uh it's um for um, instagram and twitter it's real diaspora r-e-a-l diaspora d-i-a-s-p-o-r-a um and then i'm on uh, uh uh twitter and all the socials just at dino ray d-i-n-o-r-a-y um yeah reach out to me i'm easy to get in contact with you know if you search if you if you really want to get in contact with me it's so easy to find my email address you could dm me whatever i'm i'm always open to hear uh, you know if i have time and and all that it's all about time and bandwidth guys and if for sure yeah i think a lot of people reach out to me and they don't get a response it's because either it fell through the cracks or i saw it and I just haven't gotten to it, but I'm easy to find. Yeah, you're a one man show. I, I, you know, I'm like really excited for everything that you're going to continue to grow. I know that you said it launched in May, so it's only been yeah. a few months, but yes, I think the world has been long craving like the stories that you've been amplifying and the ways that you're going to do it now with more autonomy. Like I'm just really excited, yes. Thank and you. we have. I I do feel at the end of the day cautiously, like but still optimistic about our work towards like not doing this token diversity thing and really making it real, like true stories of fun, sexy, exciting, sad, dramatic, all of the above. Like we'll have a good time doing it. Hopefully just like getting better stories out there. Yeah. I think I, I, I am looking forward to that too. I mean, like we'll always get a few steps back, 
you know, uh, because right now the genre culture does have like this huge grip and they, they're, mm. they don't want to let go. Mm. And that's, that's understandable because they've had a, they've, they've been in charge for so many, so many decades, centuries. Mm-hmm. And now the fact that a lot of the othered quote unquote, the othered uh, communities are realizing that they could speak truth to power and they have a voice that they can use. And that has been silenced all these years. They're scared of that. And, you know, it's understandable that they are refusing to let go, but, you know, they need to let go. And again, it's not about taking away anything. It's about leveling the playing field and just kind of letting everyone a seat at the table. Right. If you don't have one, if you don't want a seat at that table, build your own. Yes. That's what I say. <laughs> yes. Well, we're going to keep building and I'm um, excited to do it together. Do you know? Yes. Hopefully, I'll have something worth you covering at a certain point. Of course. That's my goal. I got posters all over my walls right now because <laughs> I'm working on stuff. But um, I just love you and thank you for taking the too. time, for being here. We'll keep thank following you. Thank you. Of course. Thank you, Minji. All right. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you so much for tuning in for this week's episode of First of All with our guest, Dino Ray Ramos. You can follow Dino on Instagram and Twitter at Dino Ray, and you can check out his work at thediasporatimes.com. Please follow along. I'm sure it's going to be an incredible ride, and the features that he's going to have uh, with the different artists and the different projects are something that we're going to be wanting to tune in for. So please follow along, Diaspora. I definitely am. And it's been fun so far. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate you guys all tuning in as we hopefully make history this upcoming weekend. If you're listening to this, the end of August 2021, uh, we have Shang-Chi, which is the new superhero movie from the Marvel Universe coming out this weekend. And uh, Dino did mention it. And it is an important time. And uh, it's an exciting moment in diversity this is the first ever asian american superhero especially for a franchise as big as marvel i I don't know i get i feel a lot of things that i feel about this i hope that you guys will check it out i might do a little bonus thing where i can review it because i'm about to watch it so um can give you guys a little sneak peek of what i think about it um without spoilers because i'm not that person so in any case i hope you guys will check it out just know box office opening weekend matters. So if you guys want to continue to make it heard and let it reverberate through Hollywood that people of color and that diversity actually is here to stay and not a trend, go support these films um, from independent, even through studio films, like all of them, all of us need the support. Thank you, guys. Uh, and uh, thank you to Marvin Yue, my audio engineer and producer. Thank you to Anna Sun, my other producer. And thank you to Juliana Deer from my marketing team. I love you guys. Thank you guys for helping me make First of All happen. Uh, shout out for this week's Patreon patron. We have Hannah Chun. Hannah, thank you for being an amazing supporter, first of all. Couldn't make this show without you guys and your support. If you'd like to become a backer, uh, first of all, you can go to patreon.com slash first of all podcast and become a backer and get some cool benefits. Join our Discord community, uh, join our monthly Google Hangouts, things like that, and, and some other fun things that I've thrown in there for you guys as well. And if you're not interested in Patreon but want to support me, you can check out my website, firstofallpod.com. See other ways that you can contribute. I appreciate anything that you guys feel like giving. Just really appreciate all the love. Please do follow and subscribe um, and leave leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts if you'd like. It makes my podcast uh, more discoverable, if you will. 
And uh, you can find, first of all, on all the podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Radio Public, etc. Go look for it. You can find us. And uh, please feel free to share it with a friend if you'd like to. You can follow along at First of All Pod on Instagram or my personal page at Minjeezy. Check out all the extra content and tidbits of behind the scenes of my life if you want. And uh, yeah, I'm a proud member of the Potluck Podcast Collective, which is a collective of Asian American podcasters and storytellers. Go check them out if you'd like to hear some other amazing podcasts and different perspectives, book clubs, all that fun stuff. What else? I think that's it. This week's outro music is provided by Run River North. We're going to play again Pretty Lies because I freaking love that song and I'm vibing with it. And thank you so much to Uzahan for use of his song Uzu Trap for the intro. Uh, yeah. Go have a safe weekend. Be good to each other. Take care of yourselves. And I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Hey, I'm Bill Yu, and you may know me from a blog called Angry Asian Man. And I'm Jeff Yang, author, journalist, and celebrity dad. We host a podcast called They Call Us Bruce, an unfiltered conversation about what's happening in Asian America. Each week or so, we host a discussion about some of the most vital and interesting topics in our pop culture and our community, bringing in guests who are shaping and informing this thing called Asian America from Hollywood to D.C. and beyond. Uh, we got media, entertainment, food, family, 
politics, representation, the good, the bad, the WTF of it all. So check us out wherever you get your podcasts or at theycallspruce.com. Peace. Peace.